0: So let's begin with some uh, auspicious pranati. Om Magyana Timirandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmay Shri Gurave Namat Shri Chetanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam rupakada dadati svāpadantikam. Mande ham śrī guru shri yutta para vaishnavangscha sagrajatam sahagana raganatang vitang sajivam Sadvaitam savadutam paridana sahitam, Krishna jetanyadevam, Sri radha Krishna padan, Sahagana lalita, Sri visha Nama o vishnupadaya, Vishna prishtaya bhutale, Shimate mate vedanta. Swamin itinamine Namaste Sarasati Deve Goravani Pracharine Nevishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Shatadine Vancha Kalpa Kripa Sindubya Evacha Patitanam Pavane Bio Vibio Namo Nama. HE Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bando Jagat Pate. Go Pesha, Radha Kanta today. Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Rishavanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Pri, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar, Shiva Sadi Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, so, I'm happy to be here with all of you on this special occasion. We celebrate uh, what has come to be called Gita Jayanti, uh, the appearance of the Gita. It's understood that this is the day on which Lord Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita with and to and with Arjuna. I say with because... It's a dialogue, and Arjuna is also speaking in Bhagavad Gita. So in celebration of this, we'll be discussing Bhagavad Gita. Uh, my specific is topic assigned is, Why read the Bhagavad Gita? <laughs> why should I read the Bhagavad Gita? <laughs> So we can discuss uh, this and then uh, we will, mm, for some time, we'll see how long we go and then we can begin with a recitation of the Bhagavad Gita and here I want to ask whether we have a Munich tradition of um, reading the Sanskrit only or... Sanskrit and translation, or translation only, or do we have no tradition yet? Okay, so reciting, so that means uh, reading one Sanskrit verse, then the translation, next Sanskrit, like that. I see. Okay. Okay. Good, and um, I can be with you uh, up till 10 o'clock today for all of these things, and then I guess you will be continuing uh, with the recitation with others. So, very good. I think it would be nice to begin, maybe we'll come back to this, but uh, there is this set of... uh, Verses called the Gita Mahatmya, which is attributed to Sripad Adi Shankaracharya. I say attributed because there are a lot of prayers attributed to Shankaracharya, and uh, whether they have actually been composed by him may never be known but in any case he is credited which is nice because it shows uh, a very devotional spirit in Shankaracharya despite his sometimes less than devotional spirit of his uh, Advaita Vedanta Darshan. So um, and as we read these we may notice that we're getting already answers to our question why why should i read the bhagavad gita we're getting uh very specific re- answers to this here gita shastram midam punyam yapatet prayata puman vishnu padam Avapnoti bhaya One who, with a regulated mind, recites with devotion this Bhagavad-gītā scripture, which is the bestower of all virtue, will attain to a holy abode such as Vaikuntha, the residence of Lord Vishnu, which is always free from... The mundane qualities based on fear and lamentation. This is uh, an anonymous translation, (laughs) which I'm taking from, you guessed it, uh, the internet. This is found on iskandesiretree.com, so it must be bona fide. In any case, it's close enough. Ya mm-hmm. prayatapuman a a person uh, who a person may read. It's in the uh, um, optative form. pathet. One may read, or one should read. Uh, it's a good idea to read uh, because Vishnoh Vishnoh padam the place of Vishnu, of apnoti, one will attain, one will reach. Uh, and that place, that Vishnu padam, is bhaya-shoka-adi-varjita. Um, fear and uh, lamentation, etc., are varjita. They are rejected from that place. So that's one reason. To read the Bhagavad Gita. And then we have the next reason Gita dhyana shilasya pranayama parasyacha naivasanti naiva santi hi papani. We don't have any diacritics here, so sometimes it's obscure. Purva janma kritani cha if one reads Bhagavad Gita very sincerely and with all seriousness, gita-nyayana-shilasya, then by the grace of the Lord, hmm, I don't see that here in the Sanskrit, uh, the reactions of one's past misdeeds will not act upon him. Purva janma krita papani na eva santi. They will not happen. Pranayama parasya. Um, Interesting. It's translated here as with all seriousness. It sounds to me like it's suggesting that um, one could practice pranayama. Uh, as a preparation for reading. Um, But it can be taken other ways as well. So, freedom from from papa, from uh, the sins, the reactions of previous lives. This is one result from reading. Then verse 3, Maline mochanam pungsam Jalasnanam Dine Dine Sakrit Gitamritam Snanam Sangsara Mala Nashanam One may cleanse oneself daily by taking a bath in water jalasanam dine dine but if one takes a bath even once sakrit means even once In the sacred Ganges, well, doesn't really say that here, but okay. Uh, The Gita Amrita Snanam, Snanam bath in the Amrita of the Gita. Uh, For him, the dirt of material life, samsara mala, is altogether vanquished, nashanam. Then verse number four, Gita Sugita Kartavya Kim Anyai Shastra Vistarai Ya Svayam Padmanabhasya Mukha Padmat Vinisrita This translation gives a whole purport within the translation. Let's see. Because Bhagavad Gita is spoken, this might be from Srila Prabhupada's uh, introduction, because Prabhupada included translations of uh, some of these verses in the introduction to Bhagavad Gita. Because Bhagavad Gita is spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one need not read any other Vedic literature. One need only attentively and regularly hear and read Bhagavad Gita. Uh, Okay, so that's kind of all a purport to the part of the first line, kim anyai, shastra-vistarai. It's a kind of rhetorical question, what, what use for other scriptures you can say for the for the extended other scriptures vistara in the present age people are so absorbed in mundane activities that it is not possible for them to read all the vedic literatures but this is not necessary This one book, Bhagavad Gita, will suffice because it is the essence of all Vedic literature and especially because it is spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Ya Svayam Padmanabhasya Padmanabha, of course, is the name of the Lord, Mukha Padmat, from his lotus mouth padmad padmat uh, is um, ablative from the from the lotus uh, the mouth lotus really vinisrita it has been emitted it has flowed out uh, from him then the next verse uh, this is verse 5 Bharatamrita Sarvasvam Vishnu Vaktrat Vinisritam Gita Gangodakam Pitva Okay, here we get Gita Ganga Udaka Pitva Punar Janma Na Vidyate By drinking the Ganges waters of the Gita the divine quintessence of the Mahabharata emanating, vinisritam, from the holy lotus mouth of Lord Vishnu, vishnu vaktrat. one will never take birth in the material world again. Pūnarjanma na vidyate. In other words, by devotionally reciting the Gītā, the cycle of birth and death is terminated. Hmm. Yeah, Bharata Amrita Sarvasvam. So of the whole Bharata, uh, and it is sometimes said that the original book, what we now call Mahabharata, was called the, simply the Bharata, became the Mahabharata, Sarvasvam, uh, from all of it, vishnu Vishnuvaktrat Vinisritam Gita, uh, the Gita which is uh, a Ganga Udaka, the waters of the Ganga, of the Gita, Pitva, having drunk, uh, this is Gerund, Punarjanma na vidyate. So, we're getting more and more reasons to read Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> and uh, we have two more verses given here. Number six, sarva-panishado-gavo dogdak nandana parto-vatsa sudhir-bhokta Dugdam gitam ritam mahat all the upanishads are like a cow sarva upanishada gavaha and the milker of the cow is lord shri krishna the son of nanda dogda gopala nandana dogda is milker Arjuna is the calf, partha-vatsaha. The beautiful nectar of the Gita is the milk, Dugdam sudhir-bhoktam, and the fortunate devotees of the fine theistic intellect, of fine theistic intellect, are the drinkers and enjoyers of the milk. Bhokta, yes. Siddhir Bhokta is the the fine theistic intellect. (laughs) Dogdam Gita Amritam Mahat. And finally... Ekam shastram putra gitam, eko devo devaki putra eva, eko mantras tasya namani yani, karmap ekam tasya devasya seva. There need be only one holy scripture, the Divine Gita, sung by Lord Sri Krishna. Only one worshipable Lord, Lord Shri Krishna, only one mantra, His holy names, and only one duty, namely devotional service, unto that supreme worshipable Lord, Shri Krishna. So, Ekam Shastram, Devakiputra gitam The song, the Gita, of the son of Devaki. Eka devaha, which with the Sandhi rules becomes eko devo, devaki putra eva. Just one Lord, uh, devaki putra only, eva. Eko mantra, uh, tasya namani, the names plural, of him, of Devakiputra. Karma, karma api, ekam, uh, tasya devasya seva. Karma, action, api, also, ekam. One karma, what is that? tasya devasya seva. The seva uh, of that Lord, Tasya Devasya. So that's the Gita Mahatmya of, uh, attributed to Adi Shankara Acharya. So it's a nice invitation to read uh, and to hear the, Bha- the Bhagavad Gita. Um, we could then go to for for more reasons why to read and hear Bhagavad Gita. We can go. We can jump to the end of the Gita. Oops. Where is it? Uh, where we get the Palashruti. Of the Bhagavad Gita, the Palashruti is uh, the the fruit of hearing, literally, and it's very common that uh, scripture will give a Pahala shruti at the end of a passage, at the end of a, ch- a chapter, at the end of a book. So here we get a Palashruti Yatra yogeshvara Krishna yatra parto dhanur dharaha tatra shri vijaya bhuti Dhruva niti mati mama i've taken out some of the some of the sandhi with sandhi yatra yogeshvara Krishna yatra parto dhanur dharaha tatra shri Vijayobhtir uh, Druva Nitir Matir Mama. This is the very last verse of the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, verse number seventy-eight. Wherever there is Krishna, the master of all mystics, and wherever there is Arjuna, the Supreme Archer. There will also certainly be opulence, victory, extraordinary power, and morality. That is my opinion. <laughs> so, these, these four re- results uh, can be a source of inspiration for anyone um even i would say the most mm, materialistic person uh anyone who is there who would not be interested to gain opulence victory exceptional power okay maybe some very impious person is not interested in morality although uh as as it said uh there is uh honor amongst thieves. There's a sense of morality even amongst thieves um, within their group. They may have certain rules of uh, loyalty and so on. Uh, So this is interesting because it's appealing to anyone and everyone To take up the Bhagavad Gita. But before we go on to reasons for reading the, further reasons for reading the Gita, um, there's also a reason for not reading the Gita. And uh, this is spoken also near the end of the Gita. and uh, i'm a little rusty on this where the warning is here it is yes it's immediately after the clincher verse verse 66 so verse 67 uh, lord krishna says to arjuna i should have said uh, that the verse that we read Yatra Yogeshwaro Krishna is Sanjaya speaking to Dhritarashtra. But here, verse 67, we have Lord Krishna speaking to Arjuna, and he's saying, Idam te na atapaskaya na abhaktaya kadachana na ca ashrushushave Vacham Ashushushave Vacham Natcha Mang Yo Abhi Suyati This confidential knowledge may never be explained to those who are not austere, Atapaska or devoted Abhakta or engaged in devotional service, uh, mm, ashrushushava. Uh, yeah. Nor should it be explained to one who is envious of me. Nachamam yaha abyasuyati. So, um if we're feeling anything of these if we're feeling not austere and we're feeling i'm not a devotee and we're feeling oh i'm not engaged in devotional service and we're feeling oh anyway i'm so envious then the conclusion might be actually i should not hear bhagavad gita <laughs> Uh, We could conclude that, but that's really not what we want to conclude. What we want to conclude is, because I am so unqualified, let let me hear, let me read Bhagavad Gita and thus become purified from these disqualifications so that I can really hear Bhagavad Gita in other words we are hearing we are reading we may say on um on a in a spectrum of qualification of hearing and perhaps our qualification is not very much in the beginning but even if there is a tiny spark of inclination uh which we can say is We can say is a result of shraddha of faith. Then let us fan the spark of uh, qualification by hearing, by reading Bhagavad Gita. Um, I keep repeating hearing, reading. Of course, mm, it can be one or the other. But I've just been reading one article uh, about Srila Thakur. One scholar, historian, has uh, pointed out an interesting uh, feature of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's mission and the fact that he was writing uh, and printing so extensively is very significant because in Bengal uh, at that time, probably in most or all of India, in the mid to late 19th century, or up until that time, most reading was done still of manuscripts. Printing uh, begins in the early 19th century in India, and uh, in the article it's estimated there may have been in Bengal at that time some 100,000 handwritten manuscripts um, Yeah, in the 19th century as opposed to by the end of the century 8 million books So an 80-fold increase in the number of texts became available over a period of, uh, I think he says, uh, I forget, 60 or 80 years. Uh, And aside from this, or because of this, prior to uh, the, mm, the spread of printed literature, the main way of uh, receiving literature was to hear. And if one was reading, one would read aloud. One would... The idea, just the idea of reading silently was in, would be incomprehensible. Why would you read silently? You wouldn't read silently. Because when you read, you would read for others. Others would be listening. Uh, Of course, one might read aloud or one might simply recite from memory aloud. Uh, This all changes, and specifically it changes in, I'm going a little on a tangent here, but... uh, It changes specifically with the uh, influence of the British as they made a very uh, focused effort to create a new class of people educated by the British who came to be known as the Badralok, uh, the the good folks. Uh, But they were... They were administrators of the British Empire and one of their practices that they learned was to read silently. Which is all just to say that reading silently is a relatively new development in uh, human history. Uh, And it points to the value of reading aloud. Uh, Also, reading aloud for oneself can be very nice. In any case, uh, the general point I wanted to make was that reading, hearing, hearing is actually considered to be better. Uh, Srila Prabhupada mentions this, I believe it's in the purport in the first canto, Bhagavatam. Hmm. Okay, so we may say uh, a general reason for reading Bhagavad Gita is purification. We are purifying our consciousness. After all, who is speaking? It is none other than the supreme pure person, the supreme personality of Godhead Lord Krishna himself, who has kindly... Uh, spoken the Gita for our benefit as much as uh, the specific benefit of Arjuna. And this uh, sense of the Lord's kindness is uh, inspirational for the devotees that, oh, the Lord is so kind, he's giving me his uh, very words uh, through uh, Śrīla Vyāsadeva, um, the least I can do is to listen to them. So it's a point of gratitude. And this gratitude is very nicely described uh, specifically in this context in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the episode of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in South India, uh, meeting the Brahman, the illiterate Brahman who has been instructed by his guru to read Bhagavad Gita, uh, he is um, an object of, um, of humor for other Brahmins who are able to read because they know he cannot read, and. Mm. So he is uh seen by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reading or trying to read. There's we get different versions of this um uh, mispronouncing. So maybe he could read something, but perhaps not so well. Uh I remember someone saying he he was so unable to read that he was holding the book upside down. <laughs> in any case, the point is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw that uh, there were tears in his eyes. And Mahaprabhu asked him, why why do you have tears in your eyes? And the uh, this devotee explained, my guru has ordered me to read Bhagavad Gita, I don't really know how to read but here I am I'm trying to follow his instruction but what uh, strikes me all the time that I just hold the Gita is the fact that Krishna Lord Krishna is so kind that he has spoken the Gita to his friend Arjuna and this just moves me so much Uh, therefore I'm crying and Mahaprabhu uh, pronounces, he announces that this uh, devotee is has understood the purport of the Bhagavad Gita. He has understood the purport. <laughs> he may not know the details, but he understands uh, that this is the kindness of the Lord. But... Um, we don't want to stop there, thinking, "Well, okay, I will just appreciate it's the kindness of the Lord." So I, okay, I can read, but I don't really have time to read. Uh, but I'll just remember this story of um, from Chaitanya Charitamrita, and that will be enough. No, uh, that would be also missing the point. Krishna does speak Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. Uh, 700 verses minus the the um, verses spoken by Arjuna. I don't remember the number. It's um, he Arjuna speaks several verses in the eleventh chapter, expressing his wonder and astonishment when he sees the universal uh, the virat rupa of uh, Lord Krishna. And he speaks a few questions, Uh, and of course in the first chapter he is expressing his great uh, anxiety and distress, uh, and his resolve um, not to fight in the battle of Kurukshetra, also in the first few verses of chapter 2. Otherwise, uh, we have the words of Lord Krishna and we want to hear them. And so we may say that um, what we are aiming for in reading the Bhagavad Gita is relishing, is having uh, the rasa of experiencing that Krishna is speaking to us. that Krishna is, uh, as he's advising Arjuna, he is advising us. And we often hear, we may experience ourselves, a devotee saying, I I felt some uncertainty uh, what to do. I opened the Bhagavad Gita, I read one verse and everything became clear. Um, Something like this also was spoken by uh, Mahatma Gandhi and that he found inspiration always in the Gita, especially in times of um, disappointment and sadness. He says he would open the Gita and feel again uh, re-inspired. We may also take uh, spe- more specific inspiration from Christ- Lord Krishna's promises in the Gita. What are his promises? Well, if again I'm kind of going backward from the end of the Gita, if we look at verse sixty-five, chapter eighteen, Manmana Bhavamad Bhakto madhyaji Mam Namaskuru. Esha si satyang te pratijane priyaha asi me. Always think of me, become my devotee. Worship me and offer your homage unto me. Thus, you will come to me without fail. I promise you this because you are my very dear friend. Pratijane, I promise. Uh, when Krishna promises, we can expect that it will be realized. And he explains why he promises, Priyaha Asi, you are my friend. Uh, and so we may say reading the bhagavad gita is also our opportunity to become a friend of krishna such that krishna becomes our friend we become krishna's friend friend and krishna becomes our friend Janmakarma karma chame divam adivyam evam yoveti tattvata chakta deham punar janmanayiti mam eti sorjuna. Several times Krishna is saying, you will come to me. Hmm? So these assurances uh, can inspire us that there is a grand... Uh, a grand purpose and a uh, a glorious uh, result and a glorious destination uh, by making the effort to to hear Krishna's words and to imbibe his instruction. Another reason to read Bhagavad Gita is just that uh, Krishna is giving instruction. And if we don't know what is his instruction, it's very difficult to know what to do. So he's giving instruction because Arjuna has asked him. Why has Arjuna asked Krishna to give him instruction? Because Arjuna is honest with himself and simultaneously with Krishna He's honest with himself to be able to say, I am confused. I am bewildered. I don't know what is best for me. Shishyasteham <clears throat> prapannam. So I surrender unto you. Uh, uh, please instruct me. And so Krishna does. And some of times his instruction is not pleasant. Um, from the beginning, as Prabhupada says, he is, um, he is in effect scolding Arjuna that you're speaking learned words. Um, but uh, despite your learned words, uh, you are lamenting for what is not deserving of lamentation. So, and he um, exhorts Arjuna several times: "Stand up and fight! Stand up and fight! Get um, get up and do your duty." So there are so many instructions. The whole Bhagavad Gita is uh, is Krishna's instruction, and we may say, therefore, his order. It's uh, He is ordering us uh, to act. And the broad sort of instruction that Krishna is giving is yoga. Yatra Yogeshvara Krishna. The Ishvara, the Lord of Yoga, is speaking about yoga. And he is speaking all manner of different aspects of yoga. And so we get um, everything from karma yoga to jnana yoga to dhyana yoga to sankhya yoga uh, to, mm, mm, ultimately, to bhakti yoga. Um, Each chapter has a yoga title. And so we're getting different aspects, different emphases of the different sorts of ways to understand yoga, uh, whereby we may understand the word yoga. One of the general meanings of yoga is discipline, the discipline of engagement. And the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, is teaching us how to become yukta, how to become engaged in yoga. Um, and we may say, there are so many reasons to read Bhagavad Gita, <laughs> but one more reason is... Uh, we can say taking the principle of um, upakramopasanghara, which comes from uh, from the mimamsa principle of hermeneutics, of interpretation, looking at what comes in the beginning and what comes at the end, Uh, is one indicator of the meaning of a text. So in the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, by which here I mean the beginning of Krishna's instructions, he's telling Arjuna that there's no need to lament. There's no need to lament. And what does he say at the end? Sarva dharman parityaja ma sharanam raja ahang tong sarva papebyo mokshaishami ma shucha. That ma shucha is, he's speaking in a kind of imperative form, which is actually aorist, but uh, he's saying, don't, don't worry. <laughs> Our tendency is to worry. We worry how much we worry about things. Hmm? Uh, and Krishna saying, don't worry. But he's giving reasons throughout the Gita how to uh, be grounded in such a way in understanding our real identity, our spiritual identity, uh that it becomes completely reasonable. It becomes logical to not worry. <laughs> uh, so yes, these these are these are a few reasons which um we can take for reading Bhagavad Gita. Maybe I'll pause here and see if there are any comments. Uh, maybe you want to suggest other reasons for reading Bhagavad Gita, which I haven't mentioned, um, or if you have a question, you you can also ask. Maybe everyone is in a mood of just listening today. Let's see. There. Yes. Oh, I didn't see. Sorry. <laughs>
1: For men to know how they can fight to protect their wives. But it's because the Kuravas insulted Drupadi so much that led to Bhagavad, the part of Kurukshetra in the first place. So he was trying to tell me the reason why men should fight to protect
0: their wives. Uh, and another, another devotee said, such a mentality is attachment to women. <laughs> and so Oh, I must say, this is the first time I have heard that the reason to read Bhagavad Gita is to learn how to protect your wife. Um, well, I don't want to rule that out uh, if, if this is uh, taken as a reason by a householder. Um, uh, I, yeah, I'd have to think about this. It's a little odd. Okay, one of the reasons. I, I yeah, I'm more. Gonna stop. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't agree that it's the only reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so that could be a reason from one particular level and one particular uh, context of life. Um, yeah, protect the wife. Okay. But, he said, the other person said, no, that just shows your attachment to your wife. Well, I wouldn't... um, I think that's a presumption because, after all, it is a duty of a husband to protect the wife, right? That's that's dharma. Um, And for someone to be respecting that... uh, aspect of dharma is not saying anything about you know attachment or non-attachment and even if it would mean that what is krishna's instruction in the bhagavad-gita persistently with respect to the performance of duty one should do it with detachment And so one is learning, if, if let's say, the, the, the attached householder is reading the Gita because he's attached to his wife and he wants inspiration for protecting his wife, that's great, that's fine, because in the Gita he's going to learn how to uh, cultivate detachment uh, in the positive sense without n- neglecting his duty. Hare <laughs> uh, dear Lalita, you had a question. Yes, um, good morning. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I have a question.
1: that Krishna gives if you want to read he was saying that uh, that there is no need for lamentation he was talking to Arjuna slash talking to us or those who read but then I was wondering um, but if Arjuna <laughs> wasn't lamenting um, would the Lord be inspired to um to instruct him so elaborately. Mm. So, in the other hand, I was thinking, would it be okay that if he sometimes laments, Maybe that can inspire us to open up the Gita and find maybe instructions <laughs> or approach your, approach your Master and, and ask
0: him for the guidance. Um, okay, yeah. One may see it that way. It's um, Prophet explains, or is it in a verse? Um, in the yeah, Prophet explains. I think that Arjuna is put into uh, this condition by the Lord, so that it gives a reason for him to speak the Bhagavad Gita um is and is it all right to lament as as an impetus for opening cracking open the gita well i would say any excuse so if um but i don't think we want to go out and look for a reason to be lamenting (laughs) Yeah. Yes, because then we're also, uh, it's part of, um, I mean, we, we, all, we all struggle with so many things in this world. And it's being honest with ourselves when we see, oh, now I'm in this condition which maybe I can use some help. Uh, and then we take help from, from Krishna. Yeah. Um, so I, yes. I have also one more thing, oh. one more reason,
1: one more reason to read Bhagavad Gita. Um, Jay Lakshman and I will read Bhagavad Gita every day for half an hour together, mm. and then half an hour Shri Bhagavad Gita, and then half an hour uh, Chitmacharya can read it. Wow. I was thinking that... Um, this would this would mean in the if husband and wife read Bhagavad Gita together, that would mean literally putting Krishna in the center. <laughs> because
0: Krishna is putting in Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> <clears throat> Very good. Yes, that's um, and we could say that's the best way for the husband to protect the wife <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is by by uh, By encouraging, by having the spiritual knowledge of Krishna heard by the wife. (laughs) That would be the best, yeah. Yeah, very good. Okay. Um, Now, I'm trying desperately to remember your devotional name, uh, but I'm not remembering it just now. Sonia, please remind us. I thought there's a Tulsi in there somewhere, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> okay, you wanted to comment, I think.
1: Yeah, I wanted to give an analogy which I heard from this one, um, this yeah, Mahaduti Swami Maharaj, um, which I like very much about the necessity
0: to read
1: Bhagavad Gita. Mm. He says that uh, Bhagavad Gita is like a survival book. Then, when we, the, for example, the,
0: <laughs>
1: when we crash somewhere by airplane or strand with a ship or something, then uh, we are in the wilderness and uh, we uh, need to know. We need to get some orientation. We need to know where we are, how to get out of there and actually um, go back. And so Bhagavad Gita is doing just that for us, helping us to understand where we are now. And it's also giving us the the means by which we can get out of that and uh, attain
0: to our original awareness state. Ah, very good. So, so the analogy is of a map. Is that what you were saying? Because I'm I missed. So of, the, of a survival book. Maharaji. Oh, a survival survival book. A yeah, survival manual. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yes, when we are um, possibly, yeah, they there there are survival training programs where they they take you out into the wilderness and they give you you know a few simple tools. Maybe they give you a box of matches and a knife. And and maybe this survival manual. <laughs> and then you have to figure out how to survive for the next few days on your own. So Bhagavad Gita says survival manual. Yeah, very nice. Thank you. And... Uh, We have um, an explanation on the chat from L. Peck, I don't know who this is. Uh, I had my first attempt to book distribution for the first time a few days ago, and when I was talking to people I really found it hard to summarize what the Gita is about. If you had to summarize the Gita in a span of a minute or two, how would you do it? Oh, very nice question. Um, this is reminding me of what's sometimes called an elevator speech. You are uh, You're in an elevator of a, let's say, 20-story building, Um, with one other person and you have the time that it takes to get from the ground floor to the 20th floor to convince that other person of something. So what are you going to (laughs) say? How are you going to sell your product? So how do you summarize the Gita in... Let's say one minute. I'm sure there's any number of ways of doing it, uh, but I think it's always good to compare uh to something that would be familiar to a person, so or even if not directly familiar, they would have some idea. so one example comes uh from what Tulsi Priya. Madhiji just told us, uh, the, the survival manual idea. I think this could be very um, very effective to say, this is a survival manual for getting through this life in a way which brings you ultimate satisfaction. Independently of... Uh Whatever circumstances may come in your life, whatever failures uh, whatever successes and failures come uh, the ultimate success for your life that is what this guidebook is uh is offering, and you might want to also. Depending who you're speaking to, uh, you might want to put in the word yoga uh, because yoga is a commonly known term. And uh, you can say this is one of, or you can say this is the most important book on yoga Non-physical yoga, the yoga that you can do no matter, no matter what your condition is. Uh, and then, depending if they're not too much in a rush, you can explain a little bit what is yoga. Yoga is about making connection. You can say something how relationships nowadays we we we're all uh, suffering from feelings of disconnection. Uh, so this is uh, giving ancient wisdom, which has not changed over the centuries, because uh, we all have the same needs as people of ancient times um and again depending who you talk to if you're talking to a young a young man who looks like uh he he likes to work out in the (laughs) in the gym you know to become to do bodybuilding or something uh you you can say uh this is the original um Indian Book of War, the or the original uh, book of uh, intelligent fighting, something like that. You can make a you can do a brainstorm uh, for yourself. You can make notes and uh, make a list of possible uh, short answer um plugs or promotions for the for the gita and then you experiment you try them out and you see how they go is that all right yes thank you so much well, okay Krishna. <clears throat> All right, so I think now is as good a time as any to begin recitation of Bhagavad Gita. Um, okay, we're reading with translation, so I'm taking this. Yes? Yes.
1: Uh, one point, like uh, I, I just want to ask from the participants, like uh, has anyone joined for the
0: first time uh, the program of this unit? Please let us know. Okay, I did not make the proper invocation previously, so I will now. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So we are reading Bhagavad Gita, also known as Gita Panishat with the translations of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda. And we are beginning with chapter 1, verse number 1. I may say that uh, the chapter is entitled... In Śrīla Prabhupāda's edition, Observing the Armies on the Battlefield of Kurukshetra, the uh, traditional title is Arjuna-Vishāda Yoga. Actually, there are various versions of traditional titles of the chapters. Dhritarashtra Uvacha, dharmā Kshetre kurukshetra samavetā yuyutṣavā MAMAKA Vakimakurvata SANJAYA Dhritarashtra said, O Sanjaya, After my sons and the sons of Pandu assembled in the place of pilgrimage at Kurukshetra, desiring to fight, what did they do? SANJAYA UVACHA Drishtva tu pandavani kam yudham duryodhanas tada acharyam upasangam ya raja vachanam abravit. Sanjaya said, O king, after looking over the army arranged in military formation by the sons of Pandu, King Duryodhana went. To his teacher and spoke the following words Pashaitan Panduputranam Acharya Mahatim chamam vyudham Drupadaputrena Tava Shena Dhimata. O my teacher, behold the great army of the sons of Pandu. So expertly arranged by your intelligent disciple, the son of Drupada. Atrashura. I have to. Atrashura Maheshvasa Bhimarjuna Samayudhi Yudhano Viratascha Drupadascha Maharata here in this army are many heroic bowmen equal in fighting to bhima and arjuna great fighters like yudhana virata and drupada jastagetus <laughs> chekitana kashira purajit Kuntibojaścha, Shabjascha nara There are also great, heroic, powerful fighters like Dhrishta-ketu, Chekitana, Kashiraja, Purujit, Kuntiboja, and Shabja. Yutaman yuscha Vikranta, Uttamojascha Viryavan. Sobhadro Dropa Sarva Eva Maharata. There are the mighty Yudhamanyu, the very powerful Uttamoja, the son of Subhadra, and the sons of Dropadi. All these warriors are great chariot fighters. Asmakam tu vishishta ye, But for your information, O best of the Pandavas, O best of the Brahmanas, let me tell you about the captains who are especially qualified to lead my military force. Bhavan Bishmas Chakarnascha, Kripasca, Samitim Jaya, Ashvatama Vikarnaśca, Somadatta There are personalities like you, Bishma, Karna, Kripa, Ashvatama, Vikarna, and the son of Somadatta called Burishrava who are always victorious in battle. Anye chabahava sura madarte chakta jivita nana shastra praharana sarve yudha visharada There are many other heroes who are prepared to lay down their lives for my sake all of them are well equipped with different kinds of weapons and all are experienced in military science aparyaptam tadasma kam balam bishma birakshitam paryaptam tvidam etesang balam bima birakshitam our strength is immeasurable and we are perfectly protected by Grandfather Bhishma, whereas the strength of the Pandavas, carefully protected by Bhima, is limited. Ayaneshu chasarveshu yata bhagam avastita bhishmam eva birakshantu bhavanta he. All of you must now give full support to Grandfather Bhishma as you stand at your respective strategic points of entrance into the phalanx of the army. Tasya <tries> Sanjanayam Harsham Kuru Pitamaha Simha Nadhang chai vinadyo chai shankam pratapavan then Bhishma, the great valiant grandsire of the Kuru dynasty the grandfather of the fighters blew his conch shell very loudly making a sound like the roar of a lion giving duryodhana joy tata shankas chabher yascha Panavana kagomuka, sahasyaiva bhajanjanta sa tumalo bhavata. After that, the conch shells, drums, bugles, trumpets, and horns were all suddenly sounded, and the combined sound was tumultuous. Tatashvetair harayuktay, Yukte mahati madava panda divya devya pradatmatu on the other side both lord krishna and arjuna stationed on a great chariot drawn by white horses sounded their transcendental conch shells panchajanya rishi sho deva paundrang datma mahashankam, Bhima bhimakarma vrikodara. Lord Krishna blew his conch shell called panchajanya, Arjuna blew his, the devadatta, and Bhima, the voracious eater and performer of Herculean tasks, blew his terrific conch shell called Pondra. Anantavijayam Raja Konti Putro Yudishtira Nakula Sahadevascha Sugosha Manipushpakau Kasyascha Parameshvasha Sikandija Maharata Drishtadhyumno Viratascha Satya Kishcha Parajita Drupado draupade Yascha Sarvasha pritivipate Sobadrascha mahabhahu shankang datmu pritak pritak King Yudhishthir, the son of Kunti, blew his conch shell, the Anantavijaya, and Nakula and Sahadeva blew the Sugosha and Manipushpaka. That great archer, the king of Kashi, The great fighter Shikandi, Drishtadyumna Virata, the unconquerable Satyaki, Drupada, the sons of Dropadi, and others, O King, such as the mighty armed son of Subhadra, all blew their respective conch shells. Sagosho Dartarashtranam Ridayani Vyadharayata. Nabascha prithivinchaiva tumalo abhyanunadayan. The blowing of these different conch shells became uproarious. Vibrating both in the sky and on the earth, it shattered the hearts of the sons of Dhritarashtra. Atavyavastitan drishtva. Dartarashtran Kapitaja Pravrit Shastrasampate Dhanur Udam Udam Ya Pandava Rishikesham Tadavakyam Idam aha Mahipate. At that time Arjuna, the son of Pandu, seated in the chariot bearing the flag marked with Hanuman, Took up his bow and prepared to shoot his arrows. O King, after looking at the sons of Dhritarashtra drawn in military array, Arjuna then spoke to Lord Krishna these words Arjuna uvacha senayor ubayor madye ratang stapayame chutta Yodhu Gaman Avastitan, Kairmaya Sahayodhavyam Asmin Ranasamudyame. Arjuna said, O infallible one, please draw my chariot between the two armies so that I may see those present here who desire to fight and with whom I must contend in this great trial of arms. Yotsyamanam aveksheham Ya ete tra samagataha Dhartharashtra syadur Yudhe priyatikirshaya Let me see those who have come here to fight wishing to please the evil-minded son of dartarashtra Sanjaya Uvacha, evam ukto rishikesho, gudakeshena barata, senayorubayor madye, stapayitva ratotamam. Sanjaya said, O descendant of Barata, having thus been addressed by Arjuna, Lord. Krishna drew up the fine chariot in the midst of the armies of both parties <clears throat> Bhishma Drona pramukhyata Sarvasamcha Mahakshitam Mahakshitam Uvacha Parta pasyaitan Samavetan kurumiti. Tat tatra pasyats, No, sorry. In the presence of Bhishma, Drona, and all the other chieftains of the world, the Lord said, Just behold, Partha, all the kurus assembled here. Tatra pasyat sti partha parta, pitrin ata pitamahan. Acharyan matulan bratrin, putran potran sakings tata, shvashuran suridas chayva, senayorubayordapi. There Arjuna could see, within the midst of the armies of both parties, his fathers, grandfathers, teachers, maternal uncles, brothers, sons, Grandsons, friends, and also his fathers in law and well wishers. Tan samiksha sakonteya sarvan bandhun avastitan kripaya paraya vishto vishidan idam abravit. When the son of kunti arjuna saw all these different grades of friends and relatives he became overwhelmed with compassion and spoke thus arjuna uvacha trīṣṭve mang svajanaṁ krishna yuyutsam samupastitam sidanti mamagatrani mukamcha Arjuna said, My dear Krishna, seeing my friends and relatives present before me in such a fighting spirit, I feel the limbs of my body quivering and my mouth drying up. Vepatus cha sharide me mahar sas ca jayate Gandhivang hastat Twakchai vapadidachyate. My whole body is trembling, my hair is standing on end, my bow Gandiva is slipping from my hand, and my skin is burning. (laughs) Nachashaknom yavastatum, brahmati vachame mana, nimettani chapashami, viparitani keshava. I am now unable to stand here any longer. I am forgetting myself, and my mind is reeling. I see only causes of misfortune, O Krishna, killer of the Keshi demon. Nacha nupashami, nupasyami hatva hatva-svajanam-ahave Nakaṃse-vijayam-krishna rajam I do not see how any good can come from killing my own kinsmen in this battle, nor can I, my dear Krishna, desire any consequent victory, kingdom, or happiness. Kim no rajena govindakim bogayar ji vitenava, yesham arte no rajamboga Sukanicha. Ta ime vastita yudhe pranangs tatva dana acharya pitaputras tataiva chapitamaha matula Vashuras Totra shala sambandinastata e nahantum itcha mikna topi madusudana apitrailo gyarajasya heto kimna mahi nihatya dardarashtra kapriti svajanardana O Govinda, of what avail to us are a kingdom, happiness, or even life itself when all those for whom we may desire them are now arrayed on this battlefield. O Madhusudana, when teachers, fathers, sons, grandfathers, maternal uncles, fathers-in-law, grandsons, brothers-in-law, and other relatives are ready to give up their lives and properties and are standing before me, why should I wish to kill them even though they might otherwise kill me? O maintainer of all living entities, I am not prepared to fight with them, even in exchange for the three worlds, let alone this earth. What pleasure will we derive from killing the sons of Dhritarashtra? Pāpam eva asman hatvaitan atatayina. Tasmanarha svayam hantum dartaraschan svabhandavan svajanang hi katam hatva sukina siyamamadava. Sin will overcome us if we slay such aggressors. Therefore, it is not proper for us to kill the sons of Dhritarashtra and our friends. What should we gain, O Krishna, husband of the goddess of fortune? And how could we be happy by killing our own kinsmen? <speaking in the language> Yadhyapye te napasyanti lobo hata lobo lobo pahata cetasa, kulak shayakritando mitradrohe mitra drohe chapatakam. Katamna geyamasma bi papadasmanivartitum kulaksayakretam dosham prapashyad bir janardana. O Janardana, although these men, their hearts overtaken by greed, see no fault in killing one's family or quarreling with friends, why should we who are who can see the crime in destroying a family engage in these acts of sin. Kulakshay Pranashanti Kula Dharma Sanatana Narme naste Kulam Krisnam Adharmo yuta. with the destruction of dynasty, the eternal family tradition is vanquished, and thus the rest of the family becomes involved in irreligion. Adharma bibavat Krishna pradushanti kulastriya, Stri dushastu varshneya jayate varna sankara. When irreligion is prominent in the family, O Krishna, the, the women of the family become polluted, and from the degradation of womanhood, O descendant of Rishni, comes unwanted progeny. Sankaro nadakayaiva <speaking> kulaknanam <in> kulasya, patanti pitaro hesham <Hebrew> lupta. An increase of unwanted population certainly causes hellish life, both for the family and for those who destroy the family tradition. The ancestors of such corrupt families fall down because the performances for offering them food and water is entirely stopped doṣaśyare tai varna saṅkara kārakai utsādhyante jāti dharma kuladharmaś chashashvata by the evil deeds of those who destroy the family tradition and thus give rise to unwanted children all kinds of community projects and family welfare activities are devastated. Utsana kula dharmanam manushyanam janardana narake niyataṁ vaso bhavati O Krishna, maintainer of the people, I have heard by disciplic succession that those who destroy family tradition dwell always in hell. And we have at the end of chapter, is this the end? No. Aho Batamahat mahat papam yavas yavasita vyavasita-vayam yat-raja-sukkalobena svajanam udyata. Alas, How strange it is that we are preparing to commit greatly sinful acts. Driven by the desire to enjoy royal happiness, we are intent on killing our own kinsmen. Yadimam apratikaram asastrang sastrapanaya dhartharashtra ranehan yustanmekse mataram Bhavet. Better for me if the sons of Dhritarashtra, weapons in hand, were to kill me unarmed and unresisting on the battlefield. Sanjaya uvacha evam utvarjuna saṅkhye ratopasta upavishata visrajya sa sharat capam shokasam manasa. Sanjaya said, Arjuna, having thus spoken on the battlefield, cast aside his bow and arrows and sat down on the chariot, his mind overwhelmed with grief. iti no, Om Tat Sat Iti-Shimat Bhagavad-Gito Gitasu Panishatsu Brahma Vidyayam Yoga Shastre Shri Krishna Jana Samvade, Arjuna Vishana Yoga Nama Thus ends uh, the translations Bhakti or the verses and Bhakti Vedanta translations to the first chapter of Shrimad Bhagavad Gita, in the matter of observing the armies on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. So, continuing with chapter two, Sanjaya Uvacha Tam tata Kripaya Vishtam Ashupurna Collectionam Vishidantam Midamba Kya Uvacha Madhusudana? Sanjaya said, seeing Arjuna full of compassion. His mind depressed, his eyes full of tears, Madhusudana Krishna spoke the following words "Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Kutas Tva Kashmalamidam Vishame Samupastitam Anarya Jushtam Asfargyam Akirti Karamarjuna. The Supreme Personality of God had said, My dear Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you? They are not at all befitting a man who knows the value of life, they lead not to higher planets, but to infamy. Clib smagamaparta Ma smagama Kshudram Ridayador Bal Young Tyakvo Tisht Parantapa Osana prita. Do not yield to this degrading impotence. It does not become you. Give up such petty weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of the enemy. Arjuna Uvacha Katambishma Mahang Sankhe Dronam Cha Madhusudana Ishubi Pratyotsyami Pujarha Madhusudana Arjuna said, O killer of enemies, O killer of Madhu, how can I counteract with arrows in battle men like Bhishma and Drona who are worthy of my worship? Guru-nahatva-himahanubhavan Bhoktum baiksham api haloke It would be better to live in this world by begging than to live at the cost of the lives of great souls who are my teachers. Even though desiring worldly gain, they are superiors. If they are killed, everything we enjoy will be tainted with blood Nachaitad Vidma Katarano Garyo Yadva Yadivano Jayu Yani Vahatva Najivishamas pramuke dartarastra Nor do we know which is better conquering them or being conquered by them. If we killed the sons of Dhritarashtra, we should not care to live. Yet they are now standing before us on the battlefield. Karpanyadosho pahatasabhava prichami tong dharma uddhacheta yatreya syanis chitam bruhitang me hung shadi mung dharm tong now I am confused about my duty and have lost all composure because of miserly weakness. In this condition, I am asking you to tell me for certain what is best for me. Now I am your disciple and I and a soul surrendered unto you. Please instruct me. Nahi prapashami mamapanudyat. <inaudible> I can find no means to drive away the grief which is drying up my senses. I will not be able to dispel it even if I win a prosperous, unrivaled kingdom on earth with sovereignty like the demigods in heaven. Sanjaya uvacha evam uktva rishike shamguda ke shaparanta pa nayotsya uktva tushnim babuva Sanjaya said, having spoken thus, Arjuna, chastiser of enemies, told our, told Krishna, Govinda, I shall not fight, and fell silent muvacha o descendant of bharata at that time krishna smiling in the midst of both the armies spoke the following words to the grief-stricken arjuna śrī bhagavān uvacha aśocānandavasa the Supreme Personality God had said, while speaking learned words, you are mourning for what is not worthy of grief. Those who are wise lament neither for the living nor for the dead. Nathvevaham jatunasam, nathvam nemejanadipa, nathva nabhavishyama sarvevayam ataparam. Never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings, nor in the future shall any of us cease to be. dehinasmanyatha deh kamaramyavanang jada tatadehantara praptir diras tatra namohyati as the embodied soul continuously passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age the soul similarly passes into another body at death a sober person is not bewildered by such a change matra sparshas to kunteya shitoṣna sukha āgama bhayano nityas nityas ditikshas svarata o son of kunti the non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons, they arise from sense perception, O Saiyan of Bharat, and one must learn to tolerate them, without being disturbed. Yamhi navyatayantiyate purusham purusharshaba samaduka sukam diram saumritatvaya kulpati, O son, O best among men, Arjuna. The person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress, and is steady in both, is certainly eligible for liberation. Na vidyate <inaudible> na bavo vidyate sata, Those who are seers of the truth have concluded that of the non existent, the material body, there is no endurance, and of the eternal, the soul, there is no change. This they have concluded by studying the nature of both. Avinashi tudadvidhi yena sarvam tatam vinasam avyayasyasya nakhaschitkartam arhati. That which pervades the entire body you should know to be indestructible. No one is able to destroy that imperishable soul. The material body of the indestructible, immeasurable, and eternal living entity is sure to come to an end. Therefore, fight, O descendant of Bharata. Ya enam veti yas yaschainam anyate hatam ubhau tau navijanito nayam hanti nahanyate. Neither he who thinks the living entity the slayer. Nor he who thinks it slain is in knowledge, for the self slays not nor is slain. Nachayate mriyate va kadachin, nayam butva bhavita va nabuya, acho nitya shashvato yang purano, nahanyate hanyamane sharire. For the soul, there is neither birth nor death at any time. He has not come into being, does not come into being, and will not come into being. He is unborn, eternal, ever-existing, and primeval. He is not slain when the body is slain. Veda vinashinam nityam Ya enam acham katam sapurisha kangatayati hanthiham, O Partha, how can a person who knows that the soul is indestructible, eternal, unborn, and immutable, kill anyone or cause anyone to kill? Va sang si yatavi haiya navani grihnati naro parani tatasharirani vi haiya jirnan yang navani dehi. As a person puts on new garments, giving up old ones, the soul similarly accepts new material bodies. Giving up the old and useless ones. nam chindanti shastrani, nam dahati pavaka. Nachainam na so shayati marutaha. The soul can never be cut to pieces by any weapon, nor burned by fire. Nor moistened by water, nor withered by the wind. Achadyo yam adahyo yam akledyo shosha evacha nitya sarvagatastanur achalo achalo yam sanatana. This individual soul is unbreakable and insoluble and can be neither burned nor dried. He is everlasting, present everywhere, unchangeable, immovable, and eternally the same. Avyakto yam avikaryo avikaryoyam uchate tasmat evam vinam it is said that the soul is invisible, inconceivable, and immutable. Knowing this, you should not grieve for the body. Atacainam nitya jatam nityam Tata pitung mahabaho nainam sochitum arhasi. If, however, you think that the soul, or the symptoms of life, is always born and dies forever, you still have no reason to lament, O mighty armed. Jatasya <laughs> hi druvam ritur druvam janma ritasya Hasi. One who has taken one who has taken his birth is sure to die, and after death one is sure to take birth again. Therefore, in the unavoidable discharge of your duty, you should not lament. Avyaktadini bhutani vyakt. All created beings are unmanifest in their beginning, manifest in their interim state, and unmanifest again when annihilated. So, what need is there for lamentation? Aschar yavat paschati kaschedenam, Aschar yavat varati tatayvacanya, Aschar yavat chayamanyashrinothi shudvapiyamveda nacayvakaschet. Some look on the, look on the soul as amazing. Some describe him as amazing and some hear of him as amazing, while others, even after hearing about him, cannot understand him at all. Dehi nityam avadyoyam dehe sarvasya Bharata tasmat sarvani bhutan natvam socitam arhasi. O descendant of Bharata, he who dwells in the body can never be slain, therefore you need not grieve for any living being. Svadharmam api chaviksha na vikampitumarhasi dharmyad yad, kshatriyasya navidyate. Considering your specific duty as a kshatriya, you should know. That there is no better engagement for you than fighting on religious principles, and so there is no need for hesitation. Yadrichaya chopapannam svargadvaram apavritam sukina kshatriya parta lavante yudham idrisham. O parta, happy are the kshatriyas to whom such fighting opportunities come unsought, opening for them the doors of the heavenly planets. Atachetvimung dharmyam Sangramang Nakarishasi, Tatasvadarmim Kirtingcha, Hitva Papam Avapsasi. If, however, you do not perform your religious duty of fighting, then you will certainly incur sins for neglecting your duties and thus lose your reputation as a fighter. kirtir Madanat atirichate. People will always speak of your infamy and for a respectable person, dishonor is worse than death um and maybe we need to turn off microphones some microphones are on yes distractions bhavat ranat uparatam manchante tam maharata ye chatvam bahumato but the great generals who have highly esteemed your name and fame will think that you have left the battlefield out of fear only, and thus they will consider you insignificant. Avāca Bahun ca tava vadishyanti tava samartham tato dukataram nukim. Your enemies will describe you in many unkind words and scorn your ability. What could be more painful for you? Hatova, propsesi, svargam, jitvava, mahim, Tasmat, Utishte, ya Yuudyakrittanish chaya, O son of Kunti, Either you will be killed on the battlefield and attain the heavenly planets. Or you will conquer and enjoy the earthly kingdom. Therefore, get up with determination and fight. Sukaduke samekritva laba labo jaya jayao tato yudhaya yudhyasva naivam prahapam avapsyasi. Do thou fight for the sake of fighting without considering happiness or distress, loss or gain. Victory or defeat, and by so doing, you shall never incur sin. And I will read one more verse. This is a nice place for me to end. Shate abhita sankhe buddhir yogeti shinu buddhya yukto yaya parta karma bandham prahasyasi. Thus far I have described this knowledge to you through analytical study. Now listen as I explain it in terms of work without fruit of results. O son of Pritha, when you act in such knowledge, you can free yourself from the bondage of works. Hari Krishna. Shrimad Bhagavad Gita ki Jai. So I will Excuse myself with other duties coming up and wish you all the best in your continuing recitation of the Gita today. And wish you all the best for continuing to read Bhagavad Gita throughout this coming year and benefiting from Krishna's words of wisdom and mercy. Okay.